so we uh, prepare for a new dawn, a new day. We uh, understand that there's no more uh, better day to do that than in celebration of the presence of the Holy Spirit in uh, each of our lives. We celebrate today Pentecost. As we have mentioned, as we have sung, we, uh, we celebrate the, the great movement of God's Spirit in our lives. And it's good that we come together to do just that as we uh, prepare for a new dawn, a brand new day in each of our lives and the lives of our families, uh, certainly in the life of this church. So today we, we celebrate Pentecost Sunday, the Holy Spirit given to God's people on that very special day. Christ had instructed his followers to do one simple thing. He called on them to wait, to wait until they would receive power from on high. Do not leave Jerusalem, he told them. But wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, overwhelmed by the very power and presence of God through the person of the Holy Spirit. Well, that day did arrive. Jesus had called on his followers to wait. Wait they did. The day arrived, and they were not disappointed. The Spirit came with the rush of a mighty wind. Tongues of fire rested on each individual. The church was birthed that day. And in fact, uh, those who experienced all that went on were given a, a new day, a new birth, if you will. Christ called it. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so they were. They were witnesses. Witnesses to the very thing that God was doing in their lives through Jesus and now through the very power of the Holy Spirit. Those folk, those early believers, would be witnesses. And so are we all in the power of God's Spirit. So here on Pentecost Sunday, we, uh, we know that there are any number of images that are associated with God's Spirit. At the very top of that list is uh, a mighty wind. A mighty wind did, in fact, rush through the place where those believers had gathered to worship. It was power that was unmistakable. We know that there's tremendous power in the wind that so often uh, blows around us, particularly when those winds begin to kick up. It was that sort of unmistakable uh, presence, God's Spirit on the move. Another image that, um, that comes forth uh, from Scripture of the Holy Spirit is of tongues of fire resting on each individual. I'm always taken by that. Tongues of fire resting on each individual. The, the presence of God's Spirit was, was not just something for the whole of the church, but was for every individual who made up the church. And so those tongues of fire resting on each individual blessed them, empowered them, 
and allow them then to go and be the sort of witnesses that, uh, that Jesus called them to be, not just for the whole, but for every individual, including you and me. The dove is also an image of, uh, of the Spirit. Uh, the, the Spirit descends upon us peacefully and, and gracefully. The dove for, for centuries has been a, a symbol of, uh, of the Holy Spirit descending upon the church, upon each individual who makes up the church. I like the story told of the pastor who on Pentecost Sunday had arranged for a dove to be released in the middle of the sanctuary upon the precise cue at the close of his sermon. One of the church custodians was up in the balcony with the dove ready to release that dove on, <clears throat> on cue. And at the end of the pastor's uh, sermon, the cue was given. And then it was given again and again. There was no dove. It was then that the janitor yelled out, the cat got the Holy Spirit. Do you want me to throw down the cat? Well, <laughs> not to be the case. There's no cat today. And in fact, there's no dove that we're going to be releasing. I just want you to know. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is with us all the more. God's love poured out through the Holy Spirit. And we cannot help but be transformed. That's what happens when we open ourselves to the very movement of God's Spirit in our lives. We are made different. You and I are transformed to no end. So let's read about that as we turn to God's Word today. We read uh, from Romans, the fifth chapter, verses 1 through 5. Let's hear this word for us today as we continue to emerge. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into His grace into which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So this is God's word for God's people. And may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us, not only as we hear this word read, but as we make effort now to take our lives and apply them to it. May God be with us all. <coughs> Believe it or not, today marks the one-year anniversary of us getting back together in person after the initial outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic. And every one of us know that it has been quite a year. We have all been through a lot. The church has been through a lot. There have been all sorts of twists and turns. Although it has not been perfect, God has brought us to this point. We, we have all along been 
emerging through all that is taking place. And just here in the last couple of weeks, there have been some demonstrative things that, uh, that really have uh, reinforced the fact that we are indeed emerging. We are emerging and we can resoundedly affirm that God has been with us all along. Do you pause every now and then to just kind of look back on the past months and, see, and have seen God's hand at work in your life? I've done that numerous times, and it, and it heartens me. If for no other reason God has been, uh, been at work in the past, so, so why would he stop uh, today? And, and, and if not today, then well on into the future. God has been at work. He's been with us all along and will continue to do just that. Whether or not we realize it, we have been granted power to persevere the power to persevere, and maybe uh, even better put, uh, as we consider the context of our present sermon series, we've been given the power to emerge. Paul talks about such things quite clearly as he, uh, as he talks about uh, the great thing that God has done in Jesus and, and the great thing that God has done in his Holy Spirit. He says, not only so, we, we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. All along, we have understood uh, in our own sufferings, the own, our own uh, uncertainties, our own challenges that God has moved us along He's, he's brought us to the to place of, of persevering, of, and in that perseverance, our character has been built, a, a Christian character, if you will, and in that, we've been given a grand hope that God has been with us all along. Our hope is in Him and His sufficiency for our lives. And we underline that very word, His sufficiency for our lives a sufficiency that comes our way in the power and presence of God's Holy Spirit. Romans 5 opens with a, a very uh, clear statement about God's great work in Jesus Christ. Paul talks in, 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 in a wonderful statement about uh, the, the salvation that is ours in Jesus. Romans, as much as anything, offers a very clear statement about God's offer of salvation. And that, that's in particularly true in, in Romans chapter 1 through Romans chapter 8. Let's hear what Paul writes, this, again, clear statement about God's offer of salvation. We read from Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. When it comes down to it, through Jesus, we are made right with God. All of that as we open ourselves to God's offer and respond with faith. And because of that response and the relationship that, that develops, God's offer, our response of faith, relationship is developed, 
Christ brings us together with God, and there is peace between ourselves and God. There's no longer the, the sin that separates us. We are forgiven. And because of that forgiveness, because of what Jesus does on the cross, we are able to once and for all be reconciled with God. God's offer of grace, his deep and abiding love, our response of faith, and in that we find ourselves in relationship with God. And we are saved from the very things that, that up until that time have weighed us down and have allowed us to be separated from our Lord. Tomorrow is a very special day for Methodism. Today's a special day for the church. It's Pentecost. Tomorrow, May 24th, is a, is a red-letter day in Methodism. It's the, the anniversary of the, the day our founder, if you will, John Wesley, gave his report, report of his heart being strangely warmed. Wesley wrote in his journal for May 24th, 1738, that he went uh, rather begrudgingly to uh, a society meeting on Aldersgate Street. It was about a quarter till nine, and there was a fellow there that was describing the change that, that, that God works when the heart uh, is given over to God through faith, and Wesley writes this, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt I did trust in Christ, Christ alone for salvation, and an assurance was given me that he had taken away my sins, even mine, and saved me from the law of sin and death. The Spirit moved that night in Wesley's heart. And his heart was strangely warmed. And he said, I felt I did trust in Christ and Christ alone for salvation. Wesley that night became assured of his salvation. The very offer of God through Jesus Christ. And all of that cemented as the Spirit of God worked in his heart. And then ensuing uh, that moment in time would then work through Wesley to the end that the great uh, Methodist revival would begin. So Romans 5 offers a very clear word about salvation. Romans 5 also uh, offers a very clear word about the Holy Spirit. In fact, all of that is, is, is couched in God's good work to save us and to sustain us, to, to, to help us not only at the point of our salvation, but also to continue to sustain us so that we would be in right relationship with God all through. All along, Paul talks about God's love, God's love through Jesus, God's love through the Holy Spirit. Let's admit it, we need that love. In fact, we're, we're desperate for that love. And God is always ready to oblige. God is constantly making his way into our lives. And he does that profoundly through the power of his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the, the, the present reality of God for each and every one of us. 
God's Spirit at work in us. I hope you've experienced God's love over the past months in spite of and even in the, in the midst of everything that has gone on. As we, have already, uh, as we have already asserted, God has seen us through and will continue to do, do that. God loves us that much. And he longs to express that love again in the very power and presence of his Holy Spirit. From that, another image emerges of the Holy Spirit. In speaking about how um, God sees, uh, uh, sees that happening, uh, Paul writes uh, uh, this, and I think it gives us a profound image of what God does in his Holy Spirit. From Romans 5, 5, he, he writes, And hope does not put us to shame, because lo God's love has been poured out, poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. I'm struck by the image of God's love being poured out and being poured out through the Holy Spirit. Now, as we all know, there are any number of droughts that uh, are, are manifest all around the world, leaving a, a dry and, and parched land and, quite honestly, millions of, of people in jeopardy. The drought in the southwestern United States has, has really made the news. There's no doubt about that. I read this week that um, th that drought is developing into one of the worst in the last 1,200 years. East Africa evidently is uh, suffering from drought. So is the, the south of, uh, of Africa. Water poured out on a dry and parched land is the only thing that will bring relief. When it comes to our lives, it's all too easy to get uh, parched when it comes to our spiritual lives. In fact, uh, you may have come today and are experiencing that sort of uh, dryness within, uh, within your soul. Ashley uh, referenced in her, her prayer today about dry bones and and, and, and sometimes we, we feel as we just make our, our way through life parched and, and, and no more than just dry bones. Considering everything that we have faced over this past year or so, it's to no one's surprise that we may uh, be experiencing that sort of uh, dryness uh, in our souls. It's easy to slip into that sort of dry spell and it comes to us to seek God and know that God has been seeking us all along to bring the sort of refreshment that he has longed to share with us all along. And again, we, we talk about God's love being poured out through the Holy Spirit. So God does stand to, to bring refreshment to our weary and dry souls. God provides just what we need to be refreshed in every way. God's love offers refreshment. And as we experience God's love, we are refreshed to, to no end. Our parched and dry souls are satisfied. And we find ourselves beginning to, to really live again 
And in that, we can do no other but to rejoice and offer praise and thanksgiving to God Almighty. God's love offers supernatural power to endure. We've endured a lot. We have uh, had to to meet uh, challenges each and, and every day. We've been able to endure and, again, to borrow from Scripture. We've been able to persevere. Let's know that God has been in the mix of that, helping us to endure, helping us to persevere. And in that, our character has been built, and we have been given a deep and abiding hope in that God has been present. God's love offers meaning and purpose to life. There's nothing like being loved to give meaning to life. And when we are loved ultimately by the very one who is the creator of all that is, we find our lives built up. Life is worth living. Meaning and purpose begin to abound, all because we are first loved by God himself. God's love offers hope. We've experienced that, and then again, we've experienced uh, times when there's been hopelessness. And in those very times of hopelessness, God has stepped in, His love has been evident, and we have found ourselves emerging from our darkest hour. Rather than being overcome, we become overcomers. That's the way it is with God's love. Rather than being overcome by the varied circumstances of life, we we become well assured that God's love is present, and in that we are able to overcome day by day. Again, God's love is being poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. It comes to us then to receive that love, to open ourselves to the movement of God's Spirit. It comes to us to open our lives and let God do His thing. God's Spirit is always with us. We, we talk a lot uh, about uh, Jesus' promise in the latter chapters of, of John. I know I've mentioned this a, a number of times, of the, of the Spirit being present in our lives as comforter and and counselor, uh, as helper. Uh, the, the Greek there is uh, paraclete, uh, meaning one who walks alongside us. You know, God's supply is always with us. Through the Spirit, God is uh, walking alongside us, and it gives us strength and power to, to meet what, whatever it is that challenges us. It was that way for the disciples. And in fact, Jesus offered the, the promise of the, of the one who is to come initially to the disciples. It was that way for those who were a part of the early New Testament church. They not only knew the power of God's Spirit, but they knew the, the, the very presence of God's Spirit walking alongside them wherever they might witness to the good news of Jesus Christ. And that same thing is true for you and me. The Spirit of God walking alongside us, offering counsel, offering help, offering comfort. The Spirit of God walking alongside us, a supply that never runs out. I like the story told of St. Augustine, who was um, 
walking along the seashore, and he, and he encountered a, a young child who, who had a pail and was, was dipping the pail into the ocean and bringing it up on the, the seashore and then dumping it in the, the sand. And Augustine asked the child, what in the world are you doing? And the child explained that I'm emptying the sea out onto the sand. God's supply never runs out. God's supply never running out. A supply that is as vast as the oceans. Love being poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So God's love through the Holy Spirit is available even to this day. The Spirit of God is still moving. God longs to fill us to the overflowing. Again, God's love being poured out poured out to the extent that our hearts are not just full, but they are full to the overflowing. So as we consider that offer, as we consider our response to that offer, may it be that we find ourselves ready to receive hearts that are open, ready to be filled, and not just filled, but filled to the overflowing so that God's very Spirit is evident to all who are around us, bringing great effect to, to all of life. Many of you know that great prayer that has endured down through the centuries. Those of you who have been a part of the Emmaus Walk have prayed it many, many times. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit. They shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of the faithful. What better prayer to pray any day, but certainly on Pentecost Sunday, that the Spirit would come, that the Spirit would move, that the Spirit would come and fill the hearts of the faithful. We spoke a bit ago about the, the dove being uh, one of the images of the Holy Spirit. How about one more image? While the Roman church envisioned the the Holy Spirit is that of a, of a peaceful, graceful dove descending upon the lives of the faithful. The, the Celtic church uh, considered the Holy Spirit more like a wild goose. Think about that. The image of a wild goose descending upon us is, is nothing like the image of a, of a peaceful dove. A wild goose is, is noisy and, and, and bothersome. I encountered one the, the other night over in the parking lot at the Skyline Chili on Hurstburn uh, uh, Parkway. Uh, he was not about to back down. He was all about letting me know that he was there, and I figured that he had no qualms in chasing me. I don't know if I was going to be able to outrun him or not. I like the image of the Holy Spirit as a wild goose. It jars us out of our complacency, doesn't it? 
it moves us from being from being in this overly safe image of uh, of, of the Holy Spirit to one that is is much more compelling. It very well may be that you and I need to go on a wild goose chase. Not where we're chasing the goose, but where the goose is chasing us. And once and for all convinces us that God's love is being poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Hear this wonderful prayer that has prayed uh, it has been prayed for, for centuries by the, the Celtic Church. Great Spirit, wild goose of the Almighty, be my eye in dark places, be my flight in trapped places, be my host in wild places, be my brood in barren places, be my formation in the lost places. Great Spirit, wild goose of the Almighty, be with us. Let's continue our prayers. And God, we, uh, we pray for uh, your love to be poured out into our hearts. We pray that our, our hearts are formed as a receptacle ready to, uh, to receive. Pour yourself out, O oh God. Move in the, the power of your Holy Spirit. Do fill us to the overflowing. And Lord, where uh, we need to be controlled a bit, even uh, as we find ourselves uh, weighed down, if not emerging, we pray that you uh, send your Spirit as a wild goose to awaken us from our slumbers, to challenge us, to be open to you at every turn. Lord, we are nothing without your love. May we be open to it, shower that love upon us just now. We pray in the name of Jesus and in the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. We're here on this Pentecost. May it be that each and every one of us, may it be that our church as a whole is open and ready to receive the very presence and power of God's Spirit. And may God bless us all. Let me invite you to stand. We'll uh, lift our voices to the Lord. We're here on this Pentecost. May it be that each and every one of us, may it be that our church as a whole is open and ready to receive the very presence and power of God's Spirit. And may God bless us all. Let me invite you to stand. We'll uh, lift our voices to the Lord.